It's good to have your company. I'm with you. Before we get on to uh, matters at hand, let's just really talk about the Samsung Galaxy Note uh, 20 Ultra. Stephen, the other night, Tuesday night, it's my job to take Victoria to netball training. Yep. Uh, and I volunteered to do that because it's great alone time because I drop her and a couple of other girls off. <laughs> great. I, I, I sit in the car yeah. for an hour while okay. they train yep. and then I drive them home. It's my, so mate, you volunteered to do this for the alone time. It's an hour of solid me time. Wow. You know what I did? What did you do? Colouring in. <laughs> oh, that's when you did that. <laughs> so I opened up, I took out the pen and I thought, what could I do? So I did some handwriting. It's pretty, it's, it's, like, it's remarkably good with handwriting. Yep. But then I opened up the pen up app and I, I found a drawing, and, I, and you, you just colour in, mate. And like that can be very therapeutic. Colouring. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, that, that that was a big craze a few years ago. Adult colouring books that are still available now. Did you not know this? Adult colouring books. Adult colouring books. What, what Massive. You, you go. You go into. I oh, know. <laughs> not that adult, you idiot. Hang you're on, not, I'm going to need yeah. a skin tone colour <laughs> to quite. <laughs> To quote Seinfeld, you're not. There's no pee-pees and wee-wees. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, we might. I might need to be very quiet here. But my favourite thing is, and where's the speaker here? Oh, the, sound. the sound. The sound of of oh, a pen wow, wow. or a pencil on the paper. Okay. This That's, isn't um, constituting a review. We're not breaking the embargo here, are we, mate? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm just talking. Okay. I mean, well, this is just a feature. It's all okay. It's know. a hands-on experience. Yeah, it's a hand-on hands-on experience. Yeah. It's all very good. I have a lot of hands-on experiences. Love it. <laughs> With adult colouring. <laughs> With adult colouring. Once yeah. you've coloured in or before. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's true. Like There are colouring books for adults, I should have said. But so it's not like... Uh, you honestly walk into any store, big No, w, no, I, I remember it was, a, it was a big face. It was big. It was massive. And the, you got in on it by the sounds of it. Just now. Only just now. The other thing I wanted to raise um, was, and it came up briefly in the episode, we were talking about headphones. Um, yeah. And you talked about AirPods. <sighs> what is your... Go to headphone when you leave the house for a walk. Probably the AirPods Pro. Right. Yeah. Why? If I'm using an iPhone. Although I've, I've paired an AirPods Pro to a Samsung phone. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. Um, or just whatever I'm reviewing that week. I, yeah. I, I, I do. I t- tell what I like. I like the Sennheiser. The Momentum, the Momentum True Wireless, whatever they're yep, called. Yep. They're really nice. <coughs> uh, what others? The Google Pixel Buds. Uh, they're very comfortable. They're comfy, but you know what? I can't... Often, I can't always get the two to work. One's working, one's not. Uh, uh, admittedly, AirPods Pro suffer from that sometimes too. You've got to put them back in the case and get them out again. And but mm. you know, that's been an issue. But um, what else have I been using? Oh, there was a. Uh, uh, I went through a phase when I was just not used nothing but Jabra. I was going to say Jabra the 75, Elite 75 the 75Ts. Tees, yeah, they're pretty cool. I think my wife took them off me. They're my wife's now. So you know, when what, she my goes wife walking. won't wear wear wireless headphones. Really? She just won't wear. Just want a cable. Why is when that? she goes for walks, she has the freaking cable. We got her to wear them for a bit, and then something happened; they wouldn't connect or something. So she's like, "Well, that's rubbish, then." You know. So <laughs> if it just doesn't work, I can imagine it's her dead. doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's great. amazing I'm still around. Okay. Given how lazy I am, I should have been given the ass like the AirPods were with her. <laughs> you know, solid mate. You got a solid relationship, mate. Uh, yeah, I Very call that solid. <laughs> we should do our best. Yeah. Um, no, wow. she just has to have the body cable. Is she that just, right? Yep, yep. Just because that one time it never worked. Yep. Originally, give it was her another go. Originally, what it was were the headphones? The AirPods. AirPods. Originally, oh, because she thought you look like an idiot, because you do. And if I, like, I am she just gets that from you, though. Sick That's what you to said. death of seeing people on television wearing AirPods. Yeah. If COVID has done one thing bad, it's been normalising the wanker look of AirPods. Yeah. 
It's funny. I wear AirPods on on Sky, but that's to hear Get them. An earpiece. Well, Stephen. I haven't done it, but I've got a mic. I've got a boom mic above my head, out of shot. Whenever I do my Sky Cross yeah. in my camera and everything, so. Uh, they get the audio from that, but this is so that I can hear them, yep. and that it's also a backup uh, microphone in case something happens, yep. which happened one time. I was halfway through, and you could tell they switched to my phone call because I know something happened with the with the signal and the audio didn't come through. What's um, remarkable to me is you know the Today Show. Where I use an iPhone. Yep. And I'm I'm pretty particular about the setup. Like I'll probably I've got a, shot, a segment in the morning. I'll probably spend half an hour this afternoon just making sure everything's yeah. in place, and then I'll spend a good hour in the morning just setting up, making Testing sure it, it, yeah. it works. And a couple uh, last week I did a segment. I can't remember what, which one it was, and I watched it back, and I'm like, oh my god, the audio is terrible uh. because it. And but the control room just thought it was fine because. Uh. You, but I'm so picky about it. The difference between the lapel mic, you know, one you wear, yeah. and the iPhone was so obvious to me because yeah. it sounded like I was in a vacant, empty room. But actually, it sounded all right. Okay. Like the standard iPhone microphone, not with anything attached, actually didn't yeah, do a bad job bad. of yeah, yeah. Uh, of picking it up. So that, that's another feature of the Note Twenty. They've got a directional mic. You can, if you're filming someone in front of you with yeah. Pro Video, you can make the microphone point forward. And I don't want to go into spoilers, but the audio on this device. Watching content and things is very, very good. To you mean watching on. content on it? Yeah. Yeah, the speaker's on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did that last night in a while. Very yeah. good. good. But speaking of watching things, Stephen, yeah. last week I suggested that you come to the show yes. prepared. Now, this is the first time in 450 standard yeah, episodes and, you know, 10 or 20 <laughs> private feeds that you've uh, or either of Mr. Trevor, Mr. Long gave me preparation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the preparation was uh, I want to know your top 10 movies of all time. Okay, I've got um, my top... Th- th- there's th- more th- than 10. There's more than 10. For I'll context, give you my idea. people know, uh, Stephen's a massive Star Wars fan. He has a home theatre, um, which... I'm a movie fan. I without, love my movies. Yeah. I, don't, I don't hope it's not too much information, but without being um, too too much of you, I, I assume the home theatre was meant to be a double garage in the home design. It was. It was because a, of the yeah. way, the placement of your yeah, home, yeah. it could never have been a garage. That's so right. you literally scooped I it went, up. Thank you. Yes. And you've blacked it out. Um, yep. You've got the proper proper screen. It's everything. It's It's got yeah. the audio, the whole kit. I could but charge admission for that. Behind the, the seats is how many how many Blu-rays or DVDs? Uh, on those shelves are about three, oh, just under 3,000, I think. Think Blockbuster it? with all the titles yeah. flicked around. To, and and to, that's not even all of them. I've got others just in drawers and in boxes because I couldn't fit them on the shelf. Yeah, sure. I've got others packed away. And I've, I've also got others that are just the disc, not yep. the covers. That are these all the test And I think anyone there. that listens knows that you're basically a pain in the ass when it comes to movie <laughs> trivia. Can list, uh, you know, stars of movies, quotes from movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, do quite, it. Yes. Quite annoyingly. Um, yeah. I won't lie. I've got to uh, say, the only <laughs> other podcast I listen I don't listen to any other tech podcast. Yep. The only other podcast I listen to are film and TV, I'm listening to one now called Victory, about Entourage. Mm. Doug, Doug Ellen and um, Kevin Dillon and Kevin yep. Connolly. The blo- the, Doug Ellen was the creator and Kevin director. Kevin Connolly was E and yep. um, Kevin Dillon was Johnny Drama. And it's a week, I listen to that, they go through week to week. Uh, I also listen to another podcast called The Rewatchables, which yep. is, they, they go, like these classic rewatchable movies that go through it all. So... I'm into I'm into it. I really enjoy movies. I love the uh, well, the reason I created that room was to enjoy it in the highest quality possible. Because I and I years ago I used to go to the movies every Thursday. I was at the movies. I think when I was working 
uh, on the, on nights when I was w- on the sports on sport. I, Thursday was my day off, and that was the day I go out the movie. Like everyone else at work, I go watch the latest movie that came out. Uh, don't do that as much now. I don't watch as many movies and in the cinema now because I've got this great setup at home where I'm happy to wait for it to come out under 4K. Yeah. So that's the reason I did it. I want to have the best seat in the house. I want to have good quality. <coughs> and I remember when I and no, look no. No spoiler here, but I spent a bit of money on the room. There's like the speaker system is, is, is and the projector. It's like there's a bit of money in there, but I didn't want to sit in there and think, God, I wish I had done that, or I had a wish yeah. I had done that. I'm thinking you do it right or don't do it at all. Right, yeah. So how That's many my have you approach. listed? How many have you listed? I've got, uh, and I've written this on the note twenty. I've got one, two, three, four. Is five, it in your handwriting? Eight. Yeah. Just nine. quickly look at me, so I can just just a gl- just at a glance. Yeah, I couldn't read it anyway. Yeah, you could. Yeah, there's. I reckon there's a good. Are they 15. in order? No, no, no particular. Oh, oh well, come on! I'll give you. The, I reckon I got the top three. My top, top three. All right, so leave those three to the side. Yeah, and run me through just. Uh, okay, the there's others, a couple so other choices that are surprise that are, will surprise you. Okay. Um, because everyone knows top three is going to be Star Wars Episode Four, Five, and Six, or three. That's you've nailed it. Yeah, the four. Star Wars trilogy, original yeah. Star Wars trilogy. I'm counting as one film, so that's oh, in the okay. top three. Okay, um, counting that we'll as one back. film. Yeah, okay. I am. Um, that's although that's, if I had to pick one of the three, of us. if I had to pick one of the three, I would pick New the Hope. original. But although most, Is that what it's called? N- yeah, excuse most, me, credit. Yeah, excellent. I've just named <laughs> the first Star Wars film. Okay, this is an annoying bit of trivia for you. It no. wasn't called a New Hope no. until a year later. That's right, because it was in the cinemas for twelve months, and then George Lucas called it Episode Four: A New Hope. Um, for those who, for those listening who want a good job. When he realised he was onto something and he'd be able to actually release the other films. That's right. He went, I'm going to give it a name. Okay, I'm going to go through some here. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've seen it, but Great I don't recall movie. it. But Sean, Sean Connery, Connery plays the, based on the Tom Clancy novel, uh, Sean Connery plays the Tom commander. Tom Clancy, really? Tom Clancy novel, See, yeah. I'm a massive Tom Clancy fan. Is it? Yeah, Rainbow he's, Six, great game. Yeah. But I've go. never read a book. There you but go. Uh, Tom Clancy I was, did Patriot Games, Hunt for Red October, all those books. I was as into Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six as you are Call of Duty right now. Is that right? Wow. In like 97, still 98. still putting them out. Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't anymore, but back then, that they was They were sort of more the team-based, eh? you got to say, okay, go there, forward position. Yeah, there was more, a lot I'm of that. More, I'm more a lone wolf kind of guy. I'm, I'm, I, I had a clan. I've got to look after myself. I had, the cl- I had a clan. I had a clan too in, Mo- in Call of Duty. My brother and my cousins and that. Yeah, but I'm talking 1998, I had a clan. <laughs> yeah, we had the curve. What was that, okay. Microsoft Zone? Was that the yes. multiplayer platform? It was. Moving on. Uh, Heat, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Michael Mann, written and directed film. It's about uh, Al Pacino is the detective. Uh-huh. Robert De Niro is the head of this crew. Val Kilmer's in the crew. Um, who else is in the crew? Um, the guy that was in no, he's in. He's part of the police. Um, it's a basically a cat and mouse sort of set in LA. Real LA is like a character in the movie, right? And it's the famous movie where De Niro and Al Pacino, who have been in movies before together, but not on the screen at the same time. Right. One of them was Godfather Part Two, which is we'll get to the, later. So they've been in movies, but never together. Never in, in the same scene. Wow. So Godfather Part Two, <laughs> Al Pacino played Michael Corleone, right, the head of the family. Mm. Robert De Niro played a young Vito Corleone. He played the young Marlon Brando character in, right. in two, but they were never on screen together. So <coughs> he yep. was the movie that brought them face to face for the first time in a scene. Right. And this movie is, uh, I've, I've watched it countless times. It is all about this the, sort of the police trying to ground up these, these, these professional heist guys. 
got one of the best gunfights of ever you've ever seen in a movie. Right. I, in fact, when I was in downtown LA <coughs> one year for E3, right. I went to this bank. It's the Citibank on Flower Street you, in downtown he, LA. He does that wherever we go. And I went and took photos and matched them up to the thing. I'm such a nerd like that. It was That was incredible. Just um, I'm going to do this for every movie you mentioned, okay. but just so you know, Hunt for Red October, yep. available to watch on Stan. Very good. Okay, I'm going to look up Heat now before you move on. Heat. Heat. Okay, Heat. Uh, is Which is um, directed by Michael what Mann. What year was that? Uh, 1995. Yeah. All right. Uh, why is it not showing me anything? Click on it. Yeah, this is, this is a great film. That's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, genius. Uh, moving on. Crash. Crash? Crash is a movie directed, written and directed by Paul Haggis. And it was the surprise best picture... A few years ago, I can't remember the year. Like 2008? Is it that for yeah, it was probably that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right Crash. There's a couple Paul of Haggis. And it stars. It's oh, got man, that's a show. It's got like an amount like it's got all these different intersecting storylines. So it stars um, Ryan Felipe, um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, Brendan Fraser, Matt Dillon. Okay, not available to stream or watch anyway. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's genius. You know what? I, I remember watching that movie for the first time, and I was so moved by it. It was sort of brought. It talks about racism and elitism and white privilege, and it just intersects them in this brilliant story. It's the only movie I've ever rewound and watched, or you know, stopped and started it again and watched it straight away a second time. Yeah. Brilliant movie, and when it won Best Picture, I'm thinking, right, I can understand why that that won Best Picture. Beautiful movie. Very nice movie. Um, Moving on, Rocky. The original Rocky. Oh, the original. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Rocky fan. In fact, I've done, as you know, I've done the <coughs> the Rocky tour yep. in Philadelphia. All the Rocky films I love, even Rocky Five, which everyone says is the worst. I've love all of them, but that Rocky original came out the year I was born, 1976. Yeah, so it's available on Foxtel now to subscribers yes. and on Stan. And surprise, and I'll tell you, there's a great story behind Rocky, which kind of reflects what happens in the movie. This sort of out of out of out of luck bum fighter has a shot at the biggest title in the whole world. That's kind of, you know, the he, his life was a million to one shot, but he proved he was one in a million. That's kind of what yeah, they say yeah, about yeah. the movie. Yep. And Apollo Creed was in it. Carl Weathers was in it. Um, great movie. And it was sort of that first movie where it was like Gonna Fly Now, you know, the Rocky anthem. And, mate, I remember going to see it with my brothers. I was only like, I was eight years old, whoever it was. And remember thinking, this is the greatest movie born. of all time. <laughs> yeah. So that is special because yeah. and and Stallone became a star because he wrote that he wrote it and the, the the famous story behind it was he was he had no money he was he was broke yeah. so even sold his dog because he had no money to pay the rent and then when he got the contract for Rocky found the bloke he sold his dog to who's in the movie Butkus the dog's in the movie and bought the dog back off him that's how down yeah. and out he was and they were saying here mate. Here, take two hundred thousand for the script. They wanted Burt Reynolds or Ryan O'Neill or someone else. He goes, mate, I'll burn this before you make it with someone else. This is me, and look what happened. So, wow. and then you got Rocky Two, which is arguably, I reckon, as good as the original. Is that on your list as well? No, Rocky One, Rocky. <coughs> I've just gone Rocky. Yeah, Rocky Two is a well, I was solid follow-up. I, I don't remember it word for word, but I remember watching Rocky and Rocky Two. Oh mate, and and I, know I love Rocky Two. Big. There's a great viral video. Have you seen this video of this young kid? This young, it would be, a, it'd be like a baby still in nappies, imitating the training yes. montage. Yes, funny stuff. Yes, but yes. mate, the best thing in that is how Rocky is in Rocky Two. The scene that all 
always gives me goosebumps is when Yo, you know, Adrian. No, not not okay. that. But but when remember when his wife's pregnant and she had to go back to work because he the, he wasn't couldn't hold down a job and he he decides to fight again. She goes into labour early, goes into a coma, and he's there thinking. And she says, "Oh, you look terrible." He goes, "Look, if you don't want me messing with Creed no more, we'll find some other way." And she says, "Look, I want you to do one thing for me." And he goes, "What?" And he leans in, and then she says, "Win." And then the then this. Burgess Meredith goes, what are we waiting for? Take us, let's go. And that was the montage that, that I mentioned to that, yeah, that young yeah, kid yeah. did, mate. That's, I'm, I've got goosebumps right now, just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, good work. All right, let's move on. Rocky, um, I've got to go. Look at it, let's go. I'm going to go old. There's a few old movies I really like. Yeah. I'm going to start with The Sound of Music. The Sound of oh. Music, Julie Andrews, I Christopher never Plummer. have imagined, mate. You suggesting I that. love this movie. It's a great film. Available on Disney Plus. Very good. And I even did on my honeymoon the Sound of Music tour. I went to Salzburg in Austria, so it's a beautiful movie because it's in set in Salzburg. Do, but this, uh, it's do, actually it's actually a true think, story. Did you know this true story about Captain von Trapp? Yep. Who end up marrying Maria, who yep. was a who was a, a nun from the local convent. Yep. And she was the stand in nanny. Yep. And they fell in love and got married. This is a true yep. story. And, and, and it's all set in Nazi like he, there are Austrias on the ver like yeah. Germany. He didn't want to join in with the Nazis. He didn't want to join the Nazis and, and mate, it's got everything. And I even went to the cemetery at the end, you know, where they're trying to escape and they're they're behind the tombstones and all that and the, the lights are on the wall behind them and I went to that cemetery. That was part of the tour. Went to the the front of the house and the back of the house in the movie were two different locations. So went there. That was beautiful. I was on my honeymoon. We did that. We went to, we to Salzburg. So sound of music. Joe. It's remarkable, really, that you've been out of. Okay, and anyway. I'm still sticking with old here. Yep. Um, Twelve Angry Men. Never heard of it. <sighs> Please watch this with your son. How old is he? Oh, it's, it, oh no, it's kind of a. It's it's. No, it's probably an M movie. It's about... Available on stand. Henry Fonda, right? Signature role for him. And all these other great character actors that you've seen in other movies, right? And it's about... It's set in one room. The jury room. It's a jury room where it's a case of a a bloke who stabbed his father and they say, right... So if it's it's set in one room... well, Well, let me tell you. Because it seems a cut and dry case. Right, this kid is a bad seed. Is a you know criminal. Lock him up. Henry Fonda goes in there and he says, "It's possible that this happened. It's possible. What about this?" He's and one of the one, jurors. Yeah, he's his juror number eleven. So, I think, so is his the, character. Scene, the the movie is filled is only jurors, jurors, but it's only jurors. Just twelve men in a Do room. Do they show scenes from the, the very murderer st- and the, the very dad start of the movie? He's got okay, um, and you see the the defend this, this this little Latin looking kid sort of you know shitting himself in court, and then cut to them walking in the room, taking their places. And there's the foreman. He goes, okay, you take your places. Okay, let's go around the room and vote. And then he goes, guilty, guilty. And then Henry Fonda goes, not guilty. Everyone goes, what are you doing? There's one bloke in particular who's got a real beef with this kid. He's racist. There's a, he's got a really bad relationship with his son. His son hasn't spoken to him for years, so he's kind of taken it out on this kid. And it's a beautifully made film that you, you think is, it's in one room, it's boring. It's compelling stuff. The and whole how thing occurs in that one in room. In one room. And so it's how, just shot selection, individuals, mate, groups. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. And, and how he talk and... and 
one by one, he's sort of convincing them that there's some reasonable doubt here. He goes, I don't know all the facts. I want to talk about it. It's reasonable. It's possible that this wasn't right. And then that well, they pick up little things. Oh yeah, that lady had all these these little marks on her nose. He goes, what? What's that? He goes, that they're from the glasses. She wasn't wearing the glasses. Because how often are you in bed with your glasses on? That was what critical bit of, uh, of testimony yeah. was she glanced while she was laying in bed across a room, across an L train, and saw him stab, plunge the knife into this bloke. I said, how good can she see without her glasses on through a moving train? How, how uh, they time things, how it's brilliant. Okay. Give that a go. Okay. 12 Angry Men. All right, very good. All right, next up, Psycho. Oh, well, the Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock right? 1960. Yep. Uh, I've been to Universal Studios many times have. and love the Psycho House there. But this was kind of the start of the slasher film. The, you know, the, this genre of movies that followed it were all pretty poorly made. Available on Binge. There you go. This was Hatch Hitchcock at the height of his powers. Right. And the big shock here was that it had a great cast. had Norm, had uh, Anthony Perkins, had uh, Janet Leigh. And the big shock here was that he killed off the star in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Everyone's thinking, what? The shower scene of Psycho, which I think a, a band is, is called Shower Scene for Psycho, <laughs> is world famous. It's yes. famous for its, its just precision filmmaking where she's naked in the shower, right? And you don't see one bit. You don't see that one the knife entering her body. You don't see any... Um, sort of stabbing or any of her body. She's nude. You don't see nothing that you shouldn't be, that, you know, any of her nudity. It's just precision filmmaking. You've disappointed me from the start. But well, no, but it's just it's just so precisely done. And the, the big trivia too, this is in the sort of the fun facts about it. When they filmed this, black and white film, right? So the blood in the bath was actually chocolate syrup. Because it was bl- black and white, yeah. the red colour wouldn't show up very well in black and white. So they shot it, and all of the stuff you see in the bath and splashed around the shower was actually chocolate syrup. Because it was black and white, it looked it looked better on camera. Okay. Uh, so that was, a, that was an incredible movie, and real sort of, like I said, started the slasher genre of movies. So right. then after that, you'll see sort of the cheap sort of, not, not Halloween's sort of not a cheap slasher movie, but you see all these other ones that tried to cash in on that, on this this craze yeah but that is a is a it's it's kind of one of your if you're a filmmaker it's like a textbook movie to watch about how to shoot structure of the screenplay and all you know act one act two and all this it's very very precise film okay okay uh what i want to up to uh a few good men okay yeah that's genius you've seen that and, and this is uh combines my total respect for aaron sorkin who wrote this he wrote a play originally adapted this for the screen and apparently wrote this. He used to be a... He used to work in the theatre. So he oh. worked on Broadway, but not on stage. He used to serve the, the drinks at intermission. <laughs> yeah. And he used to write his stuff on cocktail napkins during before the, the intermissions. Yeah. And apparently he wrote the original play, A Few Good Men, in that manner. He wrote it... And then wow. when it became a big hit on Broadway... Then uh, Rob Reiner, <coughs> who then adapted it to the to the screen, and became look Tom Cruise at the height of his powers. Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson Demi Moore, 
Great cast. Kevin Bacon is in it too. Like, See, not available to stream anywhere, but you rent it everywhere. And I think yeah. it's one of those movies, I've definitely seen it three times at least. Oh, mate, I've seen it's it just, 50 times. You know, there's obviously the iconic uh, oh, lines yeah, from it. there is. But what, you can't handle the truth. What I think... Which is even in Seinfeld. <clears throat> the, what, absolutely. I'm working on my Jack Nicholson. What I think is so great about it is, you're, when you think of the movie, most I think most people think of the court and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's just so much in oh. the movie and the in thing terms about of the, him, him doing the case. And, oh yeah, but you realise, though, his name's, in the movie, his name's Daniel Caffey. And right. his father was a very famous litigator. His father, who dies, who died before the movie starts, he was a famous litigator. And his son was kind of in his shadow. Yep. His son joined the Navy and became part of the, the legal yeah, yep. court. And then... <laughs> Realizes then why would they assign this case to a guy whose best job, whose best thing he does is plea bargaining? Why would they do that? There's mm. something more here. Yeah. And Aaron Sorkin's script is just flawless, so good. So yeah, that's that. Few good men. Uh, moving on now. Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Um, Billy Bobbitt, I think his name is. <coughs> 1975. And what's the name? The woman who played the nurse Ratchet is won an Oscar. Louise Fletcher. Louise Fletcher won an Oscar. <coughs> Danny DeVito. He's in it. Christopher Lloyd is in it. You know, Doc Brown from Back to the Future yep. is in it. There's a few people, a few faces. There's a, there's a lot of that guys in it. You no know, no you know. streaming. Only, uh, you can't even rent it Warner anywhere. Brothers, Only yeah. Only available to buy on Apple TV yeah, and stuff. It is. Um, that's sort of a, based on the Ken Kesey novel, which yep. I've read. And apparently <coughs> Ken Kesey hated the movie. Really? Hated it. But it's a classic. It won. It, it was actually produced by Michael Douglas, huh. was a producer. This was before he became big in the acting side of things. Yep. And his father said, oh, mate, you've got to give me the role of, um, of McMurphy, of, of Randall McMurphy. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he goes, no, mate, Dad, look, I love you, but you're not right for this part. And his dad actually, they, they had a rift over it, but Jack Nicholson nailed it, right? The whole story, for those who've never seen it, this guy, bad seed, criminal, they send him to a, a mental institution to give him some kind of therapy and treatment and ends up kind of affecting everyone in there, including the chief. Remember oh. chief? I, I played footy. <coughs> I, when I played footy, I, I, when in the 1988, I made the under-21s New South Wales side, mm. and one of the guys in that team was Paul Harrigan, whose nickname is the chief. chief. And that's it, he, and I said, mate, is that is that where it's from? He goes, no, nah, mate. I said, why do they call you Chief? He goes, because I want them to. I tell them to. I said, okay, fair enough. But this guy, the Chief, he's a big Indian bloke who's mute, right? Have you seen it? No. Oh, fuck. It's so good, right? Where he gets, and the Chief, Jack Nicholson gets through to him. Even though he's not talking, he goes, Chief, you know, have this basketball game. He goes, Chief, stand here. He's a big tall fella. Stand here. Wait for me to pass you the ball. And he's trying to, it's like herding cats. He's trying to organise these people, right? They're all in the mental institution. And the chief catches the ball and dunks the ball, and it's the it's like the it's like South Wind in the grand final. It was just we everyone went nuts, right? And, and the, the the chief is sort of you know getting into it, still not talking. But one scene, and here's a, I'll give this away, right? There's one scene where they get into trouble. Apparently, um, Nicholson gets into a fight, and the chief comes in to de- to defend him. One of the guards or something. The chief grabs this bloke, was going to kill him. They both get into trouble. They both get they both get sent to for shock treatment. Right? right. They're sitting there together at, in like the waiting room, <coughs> waiting to go in. Yep. Jack Nicholson sitting next to the chief, and Jack Nicholson's got some juicy fruit. Right. And he goes, they're handcuffed, and he goes this to the chief. The chief goes, like, and he takes it, and the chief goes, ah, 
juicy fruit. And Nicholson goes, <laughs> and he was in a whole act. He did deliberately, and he and Jack Nicholson's thinking, Fuck, I knew it. He goes, I knew it. <laughs> it's genius, mate. And mate, I won't spoil the ending. The ending is kind of liberating for everyone. Yeah. But you watch it honestly. I, how you haven't seen that movie, I'll never understand. It is a genius <laughs> movie. Milos Foreman directed it. Milos Oscar. Oscar Sorry, for I just went straight to Seinfeld. Yeah. Milos, Milos. Remember Milos, okay. the tennis? Yes, I do. Yeah, who <laughs> was a shit tennis player. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, Jaws. That's up there too. I just recently bought that on 4K and looks, really? looks like it was made last week. It looks amazing. Steven Spielberg directed. It was sort of the movie that put him on the map. Right. He'd made Duel before that. Have you seen that movie, Duel, with Dennis Connor, you know, the bloke out of McLeod? No. And it's about this bloke in a car and this truck is sort of stalking Sorry. the truck. You lost me for a second. What am I searching? Jaws. Jaws. Of course. So, 1975. And this was the movie that actually made change how they uh, market films. It became... The summer blockbuster became a thing. Right, yeah. Because of this movie. Available on Amazon Prime? Yeah. Okay. And this is a movie that was... And just a fascinating story about the making of it because they had to make this mechanical shark. Yes. And they nicknamed it... Steven Spielberg nicknamed the shark Bruce after his lawyer. Apparently, <laughs> but the thing with the Bruce, it wouldn't fucking work. <clears throat> yes, right? it didn't work, and you know what? That helped the movie because what Spielberg had to do was make it so there's this thread out there, but you don't see it. Yeah, that added to it. You don't see the shark like until an hour in. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm, I remember watching the and think, I haven't seen the shark yet. Like, what's going on? Yeah, but you see the impact it just the adds shark to has. the tension. Yeah, it's just okay. genius. Right. Roy Scheider. Just uh, Richard Dreyfus, great performance by Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. And if you've ever been to Universal Studios, yes. you see the Jaws ride. Right, right, yeah. And they, 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 the gr- they, they <coughs> repaint the Amity Island sign. You know where the girl on the surfboard, and they, they put a fin in the water there and bubble out of mouth saying "Help, shark!" and all that. And the, the mayor was the guy who says, "Oh, what do you mean? You cry shark? We got to shut the beaches down. It's just, we're a summer town, you know. It's mm. like it's a lot of it's sort of similar to the sort of COVID situation." He goes, "Oh no, you, you shut us down. We can't make money. But don't forget, people dying. We'll just keep going." <laughs> so it was it was very much sort of looked upon today as well. Uh, moving on, I'm sort of moving to the near the top of my list now, mate. Okay. Oh, the Warriors. Oh yeah, you talk about this a bit. Yeah, I love this. You've got movie. Warriors. The Warriors. I got merch. the vest. I got the signed vest from the movie. This is made in 1979. <coughs> yep. I remember watching this as a kid and it was just... Oh, oh, and no I, streaming, only rent and buy. Yep. Yeah. Can't you watch it on Amazon? Is it not on Amazon? Nope, not now. But what they did to it though, the director, uh, Walter Hill, I think the director's name is, he he changed it. He made a special edition and he turned it... In. The story of the Warriors is all the gangs of New York have called a truce. They're going to have this big powwow in the Bronx. They're going to have this plan to take over the city there's more war there's more gangs than police right we're going to take yeah. over the joint yep what ended up happening the head of the biggest gang in the city gets assassinated at this meeting this big powwow this conclave at the bronx and they accuse the one who says the warriors did it so they're they're from coney island they've got to get from the bronx all the way back to coney island right with every gang in the city looking for them <clears throat> So it's a battle. They've got to. They've got to what they call bop their way back. They've got to bop I've their way honestly back. Honestly, never heard of it. And have you not seen you're the, the only Warriors? Per, you're the only person I've ever heard mention this, such a movie. Oh mate, I love this movie. <clears throat> I know you do. And it's strange. Guys in there. One of the stars. His name's James Raymar. You've probably seen him in a lot of other movies. He was always been in Sex in the City for a, a, okay. a time. Uh, and there was also who else was in that movie? Probably no one else you'd know. But 
it is one of those sort of cult movies that became okay. much, like at the cinema probably did nothing, but they became a cult classic. How close are Love we? Top three. Yeah, uh, I've got one more to yeah, talk okay. about. What is it? Also? Actually, two more to talk two about, more. and they're both James Cameron. No, three more to talk about. Oh, back to geez. the future. Throw back to the future. Oh, mate, because I've, I've got my own little list here, and I'm We've like, wor- worried there's not going to be that, on there. Does that include that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got Avatar on there. Hang Avatar. On, I've just got to search up Back to the Future because honestly. Back to the Every, Future's on stand. Everyone's on seen everywhere. it. That's but everywhere. It's on, no, it's on, uh, yeah, Binge, Amazon Prime, it's not on stand. It's on Netflix. It's okay, on ne- Netflix, Foxtel, Prime, yes. and Binge. Okay, so okay. that's that's Spiel. The future, That yeah. was uh, Robert Zemeckis directed that. Bob Avatar. Gale. Bob Gale wrote it. I've even interviewed Bob Gale about this too. Yeah. I remember interviewing him. Uh, Avatar. The only movie I've ever seen in 3D at the cinemas. Avatar. I hated it. Oh, really? It's available on Disney. Okay, well, that, that, that's that's just sort of... I, I like it because, of you know, look, it's an epic movie. James Cameron's just a genius. But also, too, it really sort I of changed, changed 3D. Well, my next movie is another uh, James Cameron Titanic. film. Aliens. Oh, really? Now, this is an Alien directed by Ridley Scott, which is a great movie. No. And would be in my top 20... This not, is 1986 Aliens. Yes. This is the sequel. Also not available as a stream. James Cameron directed, written and directed and kind of took Aliens, which was a brilliant movie. Alien, the original movie, was great film. Ridley Scott, Sigourney Weaver's very first movie she ever made. Uh, Tom Skerritt, you know, the dude out of Top Gun. Mm. He was in it. Uh, John Hurt, the famous scene of the, the chest burster, you know, the alien coming out of his chest. Brilliant movie. The second one, though, was like a more action adventure and whole. It sort of took you. Um, the, the thing, there's a bit of a time shift because Sigourney Weaver at the end of Alien, remember she's in the ship, she escapes in the little little pod, and Aliens Two begins with her being rescued off this this ship. She's in suspended animation, but 64 years have passed, so there's big time gap. And in that time gap, the planet where she was, where the alien was found, they've colonized. So that's sort of the big story. He goes, he goes, he goes you're going to go back and you're going to kill them? He goes, no, he goes, well, we don't need to go back. He goes, we've had people living there for 20 years. What do you mean? He goes, what? And then right. shit hits the fan. Okay. Love it. Okay, we're getting to the top three now, mate. Um, right. I've covered them all. Yeah, I've covered them all. Yeah. My top three in this order. Yeah. Okay. So this is the three, number three first. Number three yep. first. Planet of the Apes. Fucking hell. 1968, Charlton Heston, Roddy McDowell, and... This movie stands up today as a, as a it's kind of a, a yeah, movie with a message. Don't worry, it's not available to stream anywhere, thank God. It's a fox, 20th Century Fox. Made the year I was born, but you know what? Still holds up to this day. There's been many. They, they remade it with Mark Wahlberg that was just an insult to your intelligence. Tim Burton was director. It was shit. Okay, forget that one. I mean the original Charlton Heston film where he's on this about these three astronauts. They Why land. the fuck do they remake movies like that? I don't know. They they land on this planet and they're thinking, where are we? Mm. Right. And um, at, at the risk of get, have you seen this? Uh, I'll, I'll if spoiler you see, alert, I'm never going to see. Okay. It. Well, you miss it out because it's a <coughs> bloody good movie. No. Spoiler alert: They're on Earth the whole time. They're in Earth's future. Wow. And the future is that man just totally fucked it up, blew themselves up. And the apes became the dominant species. Sounds right? legit. Okay. Now the what happens is that no the thing that stands Charlton Heston out, he get originally gets shot in the throat, right? Mm. In the start of the movie. He can't talk. No right. humans can talk there. <clears throat> but when he there's this this is a world famous line and scene when he escapes from the from the little place they're keeping him, little prison they're keeping him, and they net him and 
they, then he turns around and suddenly he can talk and his line is, take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. That's one of the most famous movie lines of all time. Such a dramatic thing where, hang on, you can talk, what the fuck, you know? like, And he had the sympathisers in Roddy McDowell and Kim Hunter, which were the two, the chimpanzee couple. And it doesn't sound as stupid as I'm saying, right? No, as, it as does. It but it's, it's just such a poignant sort of commentary about how man can stuff things up. All right, go on. Next. Okay. Next, <clears throat> number two. Star Wars trilogy. Fuck. This is huge. The original Star Hang on, Wars trilogy. Stop. Your number one number is not two. Star Wars. That's right. Fucking wow. That's right. That's right. I'm enjoying this, by the way, so I'm glad you're letting this me do is this. This is awesome. Uh, so number two is the Star Wars trilogy. Okay. This would all be on Disney Plus. I don't need to look it up. Yes, exactly right. And um, and on 4K now, too. And the S- Star Wars, for me, people ask me, why are you a Star Wars fan? Because it, I remember at the time of my life, it was a kid, and it was it was magical. And I remember this movie. I still remember the day I went to see this movie and how I was just in awe of what I saw and how still am, even watching it for the, the 50, 1500th time, I'm still thinking, holy shit, how good is this? It's actually coming back. Randwick Ritz is screening it uh, in, in cinemas next week. Yeah. I'm tempted to go see it. Um, and I remember this. it just had such an impact. It, it, was, it was everywhere, and you couldn't see it. It was back then. This was 1977. Where there's one cinema in the city, you've got to go and watch it. Yeah. And you'd go in the city and think, oh, sold out. I've got to watch something else. Go next week. Oh, sold out. I've got to go somewhere else. <laughs> I remember my older brother too, my God bless you, my late brother Joe, saw it. He mm. got tickets and he said, I remember him saying to me, Steve or Sharky, he's called me that, Sharky, you're going to love it. This is great. And, and he was right. So the trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, which I reckon for do reckon, 90%. Do you reckon that specific moment in your life? Yes. Joe yes. saying to you that you're going to love it. Yes. Is, and he was right. Is, I used to go watch movies with him. But do you think that, that, yeah. that resonates as to, as to why it still yes. sticks with it's you? It's a memory. It's yeah, a yeah, really yeah. precious memory I've got of my brother. Yep. Yeah, definitely. But um, the follow-up film, Empire Strikes Back, I reckon you ask 90% of, of all Star Wars fans, I reckon 90% of them will say Empire is their favourite because it's the darkest movie. Right. So it, it's sort of, Vader's just got this one, all he wants to do is get hold of Luke Skywalker it, it's it's the darkest of the original trilogy. A lot of people rate that as the best. I still reckon Episode Four, The New Hope, is the best. Hang on, but Episode Episode Four. Six, hang on, Episode New Six hope. is called Return of the Return Jedi. Return of the Jedi, correct? Okay. So that whole I class that as one movie because it, it's it's a it's a it's a yeah. six hour movie. Yeah. And sort of it's t- t- talks about the redemption of Darth Vader. Love it. It's brilliant. But oh, I just can't believe we're okay. about to get to number one. Number one, and it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. It is. The Godfather. Oh, really? Part one and two together. I class them like this trilogy. Yep. Part Godfather Part One came out in nineteen seventy two from memory. Godfather Part Two was the very first film that ever won Best Picture, the first sequel to ever win Best Picture. Yeah. Godfather Part Two. Okay. And it, it, like if you if you've I've read the novel, the Mario Puzo novel, The Godfather, which is what all this is based on. Yeah. Is actually Godfather Part One and Two. The movie is the whole book. The movie flashes back to um, to Vito Corleone, who which was the Marlon Brando character in the original, and his rise to power in New York. Yeah. Godfather Part One is Marlon Brando. He's the head of the family. There's a five other families in New York. Sonny is the sort of the assumed going to take over, you know, James Kahn. Yep. Fredo is John Cazale, who's, who passed away years ago from cancer, unfortunately. Um, 
he's the fuck up, you know, the Fredo's sort of the, the, the real fun star, not really part of the deal. And then there's Michael, which is the Al Pacino character who's the served in the army, is a real sort of not, not involved in the family business. What about Godfather's on Netflix, Stan, and Amazon Prime? It's everywhere. Yeah, no, it's everywhere. <laughs> but the, what I like about The Godfather <clears throat> is that Michael Corleone, like Al Pacino, stood up, even though that wasn't his intention, he stood up when he had to. He said he for the family, he had to stand up. Yeah. And it's just, just genius filmmaking, like Francis Ford Coppola. And by the way, George Lucas, who created Star Wars, was like a protege of Coppola, right. worked on... Godfather. Really? There's a scene, there's a montage scene of all the all the hits and the newspaper headlines. Apparently that was the bit that George Lucas directed. He right. did that part. And he was sort of like a like Coppola was his mentor. He was the one who was encouraging him, mate, you gotta write, you gotta try this. And mate, if it wasn't for Francis Ford Coppola, we wouldn't have had Star George Wars. Lucas yeah. as as a filmmaker. So The Godfather is just a it's just this tremendous story that sort of about family and about power and about the whole struggle and how when it when you when it's time to step up and you just got to do it you got to yeah. do it and he just became this person that's for the family that he had to be that Al Pacino I've read every book that's ever been written about the godfather he was this young actor who was terrified every day that they're going to tap him on the shoulder and said mate you're out you're sacked you're hopeless and yet he just turned in this brilliant performance. And Godfather Part Two <coughs> takes it even further because there's a bit of time passes. Michael Corleone's already the head of the family. He wants to diversify. Like the end of The Godfather is when they want to go legitimate. They want to go into casinos and do all this stuff. They're going to leave the olive oil business and all that shit. They're going to go big, big into casinos. Godfather Part Two con- continues that, but it also tells the story. The very start of Godfather Part Two is a young Vito Corleone. Him and his mother and the brother who swore vengeance over the someone who killed their dad. So it's a vendetta. That's mm. an Italian word, right? And the very start of Godfather Part Two is them. His little brother, his older brother, got killed. He was only like a teenager, right. and so they they he was the mother was worried they're going to kill Vito as well. He goes, he's a simple kid. He's he's really stupid. Don't leave him yeah. alone. They smuggle him out of Sicily to New York, and that's the story of Vito. So that that becomes the Robert De Niro character when he grows up. He Robert De Niro's the you know, Vito Corleone, and go. then the similar sort of similar path they're following. Michael Corleone and Vito growing up. Well, I just want to mention a couple of things from my please own, do, mate. That's me done. Okay, that's me done. Thank I don't have you. a list like that. But thank I, you for letting me talk about it. There's just a couple of observations I have to make. Yeah, you mentioned Sound of Music. I can't believe you didn't mention Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz is amazing yeah, movie. But I love it too, but it's just not in that top okay. level. Yeah. You didn't mention Pulp Fiction. I, I actually expected that. Pulp to be in Fiction there. is in my top fifty for okay. sure. So I'm going to give you as when you mentioned Psycho, all I thought of was The Birds. I don't know why. Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Yeah, same, same. But director, it's a yeah. movie that I think maybe my mum loved or watched or something. It, like it's literally in my head that whenever I see Magpies. Sorry, uh, crows. I think of the birds. Like it's okay, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fair a, enough. Fair it's enough. iconic. But Psycho was a very risque film for the time. Oh, absolutely. Nineteen sixty. The opening scene has Janet Lee in a bra. You're thinking, holy shit, we're watching porn here. It's nineteen sixty, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And that was very risque for the time. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, when it came out in cinemas, there was a big campaign: don't give away the, don't give away the surprises, don't tell anyone what happens, because there's that big shock, you know, when she gets shot, killed in the shower. So, before I give you my top three, okay. there's another two honourable mentions. Okay. Toy Story. Unbelievable Yeah, Toy Story's good. Yeah, I unbelievable like, I like movie. Toy Story, yeah. 
Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense is great. That's in the that's in my top level of movies yep. too. That's genius. But yeah. my top three in order. Okay. Number three, Cars. Cars. Really? I yeah, love that movie. movie. Yeah, love I it, could yeah. watch that without my kids. Yeah, it's yeah. just a great, it's a good movie. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Story. The ride at Disneyland is awesome. Which, which, mate, I still yeah. get emotional watching that movie. Wow, there's no, there's bits right. of it that you're are right. excellent. I agree. Number two, The Great Escape. Yep. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, yeah, just, that's a good Again, show. I could watch dun, that movie. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. I could watch it a hundred times. That's a movie, yeah, that's a song. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> he's in there with the baseball in, in isolation. And he's also when he, with the motorbike, motorbike across yep. the fence. Yeah, it's great. And, and number one, and again, disgraceful that it's not in your list, what? Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank, yeah, that's that's in there too. I've got... Hey, mate, that was a tough list to come up. <laughs> that was a tough list. That was a tough See, list. See, that's an easy list for me because yeah. I, I, I have that little a passion for it. That yeah, those yeah. are the those okay. are just the ones if pressed, that, that's what I do. Funny enough, Shawshank, which is based on a Stephen King novella, by the way. Stephen King wrote the the short novel Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank the Redemption. Hell's a novella. A short novel. A novella is a shorter How novel. Did it, what, it's How a short? certain number of words. I think if it's under forty thousand words, it's a novella. Really? It's over. Yeah, it's a okay. novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a book that was based on Stephen King, and you remember the poster of Rita Hayworth in his in his cell. Yeah. That's why it was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and um, initially when that was at the box office, <laughs> bombed. Really, didn't do well at all. A lot of these films do that. They, they have a life after. Yeah, a lot of these great movies. Yeah, most of those movies that I mentioned were hits straight away, but some of them were, were slow burn. They were they were. Received yeah, lukewarm reception, but then became cult classics. That well, there you go, yeah. Private Feed. I um, I, I'm fascinated. <laughs> We've got a bit you, of homework to do if you haven't uh, seen those movies. Yes, exactly. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of. But this, here's the thing: if you're in Melbourne, there's some isolation viewing for you. Absolutely right. Hit, smash through Stephen's top movies. Yep. Um, and but just, I, I like how you haven't seen some of them. Oh yeah. And I, I honestly reckon we could in this Private Feed do this. I've always said I had a concept. I, I floated yeah, this idea with it, you. Yeah, yeah. We, the idea I had for another podcast was. The best movies I've never seen. Yep. So I'd come to you and say, right, your homework is to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Desk because you've never seen it before. Yes. And I'd love it. And then we discuss it. I think that might be the one I watch it. out of that list straight yeah, away. That is such a good movie. I've got some work to do this, Arvo, but yeah. I, I need to One Flew the Over the Cuckoo's Desk. <laughs> and it, mate, it is a really, really good movie. Yeah, okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. I think I'll release this private much sooner than the window because yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think so. A, I probably think so. our most fascinating chat <laughs> in a very long time. I love it. I could be talk. Look at look at me. I could talk about this all day. I'm even sitting on the front of the couch. Yeah. Sitting up. <laughs> I'm sitting on the front of the seat here. We'd both be delighted to hear your top three, five, ten. Yeah, let us you know. Let us know. Twitter. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know. Uh, we all disagree, mate, because it's such a unique thing. Yeah. I. I, I I think it's probably well, one of those pretty recognised. Like, you, you, if you Google top movies, Godfather's in the top five, no matter where yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's others that like people think Citizen Kane's a top three movie. Mate, I watched it. I thought, yeah, it's good. Not, it's not in my top three. Yeah, uh, others. But that's have, my point. It's the know, same with any best list. Yeah, of course. Like if I it's said your next list, yeah, yeah. let's do best sports stars of all time. Yeah, exactly. It's that's going to be a different list. Yeah, totally. You, right. Even narrow it down to Formula One. Yeah. Best Formula yeah. One driver of all time, mate. You're going to have Senna, Schumacher, Fangio, Moss, Hamilton fans. Yeah. Um, not Jack Brabham, mate. Oh, no, not not not, not the in best their class. Of all time, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, best yeah, I Australian, but yeah, yeah. You know, th- that's it's subjective. it's subjective. That's absolutely the whole point. right. Yeah, what you like in a movie, I might think different. It's like music, you know. Like music, not yeah, everyone. Your music likes taste music. is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, Empire of the what? Empire of the Sun. Genius, mate. The greatest Aussie band. Do you but know what that Rob was? It Rob Schneider, Rob that Schneider. Netflix show. Yep. So I recommend that to you. Not because it's funny, because it's good. Yeah. But nearing the end of it, and I've forgotten a name already, but I'll watch it again to find it. His daughter um, sings with him. Wow. He can't sing. 
but she's got a beautiful voice. Wow. And he, because he says, she must do a bit of, like, she must do well in the record yeah, industry. Because yeah. okay. he, he, he says, I used to be, you know, Rob Schneider, but now I'm her fa- father. You know, he says her name and, and I'm her <laughs> father. But, um, but yeah, she's got a good right. voice. You should listen to that. All right. Rob um, Schneider's the guy who's always in Adam Sandler movie saying, you can do it. <laughs> He's in every Adam Sandler movie. I think and saying that. All you I could do, do watching it. his stand-up was go, "Geez, we're all getting old, aren't we?" Him included. Like, they think when you think of Adam Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Rob Schneider, those yeah, kind of guys, yeah. you think young. Being in the nineties, yeah, uh, you yeah. think, you know, young nineties with they played years young ago, players, yeah. young young yeah. people, but they're all old now. Like we're all getting ago, old. I know, mate. Time it's undefeated, mate. <laughs> Time life is undefeated. That's sad. All right, Stephen. See you next week. See you, buddy.